0: Okay, so uh, welcome Mind Fit Move readers, um, this is Gentoku, um, and we are talking today to Jacqueline Costello. She is a writer, life coach, a UNLV professor. She created the website enlightenedlifecoach.com. She believes it's you who truly designs who you become, and she's dedicated to helping people create a business, personal life, and spiritual outlook that bring peace, happiness, and success. So I wanted to thank Jacqueline so much for joining us today. And welcome to um, to my blog and to our interview. So, how are you doing today, Jacqueline?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you very much for having me. I was very honored to be invited to do this interview with you.
0: Yeah. Um, I uh, I found out about Jacqueline um, when she published a post on um, Under Thirty Five, which is on the Shambhala website. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great great post over there. I'll include a link to that post as well as her website. In this in this post, Um, so Jacqueline is a like I said, she's a life coach. Um, So let's go ahead and start it off. You know, you says that your website um, is about progressive life coaching, and I'm curious to know what is progressive life coaching, and how is it different from a regular life coach or other types of self improvement work that people might do.
1: Sure, progressive is forward. So we're not focusing so much on bringing you up to speed and maintaining we're moving onward always I think in all life coaching there's the understanding that this will not be therapy we're not going to dwell so much in why or how things came to be the way they are though we may address those questions along the way but in general coaching is more immediate than that a life coach helps you to shed what is no longer serving you by guiding you to fill your life with goals that really reflect your deepest values and desires so that one day as you're along the path accomplishing these goals you look around and realize that everything you would have been crying about in therapy has naturally sloughed away as you've been blazing forward so when i use the word progressive i need to emphasize continual change progress and evolution we might Rest, but there will never be stagnation.
0: That's great. That sounds that sounds really interesting. I think we could all use a little bit of that. So, <laughs> um, so and how did you get interested in doing this this type of like life coaching and, and working with people?
1: Well, it evolved over time, but there were a few major things that uh, really made me uh, want to move towards this this focus in life. One was that years ago, I started to notice a lot. The majority of my relationships, friendships, partnerships um, were one-sided, in a sense that I was putting all of my time and energy into helping people through a major transition, or to grow their business or a dilemma in their romantic relationship. But none of this was really being reciprocated, which was fine with me, because I get a lot of deep satisfaction from helping the people around me to flourish. But at the same time, I took a step back and thought, you know, I should do this for a living as part of a career. Also, and perhaps more importantly, um, so far I've experienced so very many uh, of the rites of passage of being a human being. Whether they've been good, bad, or ugly, I've been living my life. And it's a shame to let that go to waste without sharing some of what I've learned along my own journey with other people. Because inevitably, I've made a great many mistakes. I've also taken big chances that have led to big successful breakthroughs. I've rebuilt, uh, demolished, and rebuilt my worldview several times over, and I'm sure I'll continue to do so. I've experienced loss, love, regret, communion with the divine. I've been to hell and back. I've looked at the dark hearts inside me, and I'm continually working to shine some light upon them. So basically, I've devoted my life to this evolution thing, and I want to help other people uh, continue to evolve too, whatever that means to them.
0: That's great. That sounds like like awesome work. Um, I'm curious, how is it uh, when you meet people um, through your line of work and you're working with with them in this way, um, where is it for people that... You find is the is the hardest place to start. Is it sort of accepting um, the situation that they're in? Is it um, making a plan? Where is it that people have the most difficulty, sort of sort of getting started with this life transformation process?
1: That's a really good question, um, and I can speak for the sort of people that come to me and you know make it through my website and resonate with me, and we we start working together. And for those individuals, um, you know, well, first let me say. Uh, since I began this I've been amazed at the uh, the caliber of incredible person that comes to work with me um, they're, they're people who are already well along the way and then there's you know something here or there that needs uh, a little extra progress or whatnot there they're not people that are coming to me as complete disasters by by any means however if I had to pinpoint one place that um, you know is sort of a blanket statement that a lot of people get stuck is in the the restating and restating of what's holding them back or we could call it complaining or noticing what's wrong and not quite being ready to get beyond that and move forward so there are people who are already aware of what needs to change but for whatever reason whether it's a fear or that they just it's easier to just complain than to take action um, they haven't really made that shift yet to move beyond that awareness into the, let's shift the awareness and move forward, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess, what's the what do you think the difference is between um, acknowledging what's holding you back? So there's a, there's a complaining, right, sort of complaining about the same problems. And there's also a healthy way to sort of acknowledge this is the difficulty or the karma that I'm dealing with and able to move past it. What's the, what's the difference there in your, in, in your experience?
1: Um. Well the first thing that popped into my head is duration. I think um you know if that if that reworking of the acknowledgement is going on for years, um you know you need to stop and you need to move forward. Um so I think part of it is once it's settled and you've accepted it. I'm not asking anybody to to judge what's going on in their life or even their reaction towards it, but once that's sort of assimilated um, and you're okay with things as they are, whether you're okay with your uncomfortableness or you're okay with your fear or you've acknowledged it, you've named it, then it's time to move on. So I think maybe, maybe as simple as duration and uh, some kind of closure, a lot of people need closure, they can't just say goodbye to something without feeling a certain sense of peace with it being the way it is.
0: Yeah, that's great, that's just, that's interesting, I appreciate that, that perspective. Um, you know, are there any elements of mindfulness or fitness that you use with your clients or encourage with your clients? And if so, you know, how do you use those those tools of mindfulness and fitness in the work that you do?
1: Yes, there absolutely are. I have a client, for example, who wholeheartedly dove into a daily meditation practice while he was going through a very difficult divorce, and he awed me in that he had never meditated before, nor had he practiced yoga nor was he especially spiritual or religious in any way, shape or form, but he just went for it. And he stuck to it and it's working for him. And I'm blown away. Um, With many clients, I suggest setting intentions. Uh, Intentions, as you know, are extremely powerful things. And so I help people to really clarify what it is they want to let go of, what it is they want to become, to have, to do, and then we phrase those desires as either promises that the person is making to themselves that they must keep or as um, invitations to God or the universe or whatever it is that they believe in but either way they're looking at these daily intentions until they really become a part of them. for the more business-minded people it's somewhat similar to the book and Grow Rich Napoleon Hill talks about auto-suggestion And it's kind of reprogramming your mind to see things a certain way and to look for certain opportunities. So even for people who aren't um, spiritually bent or inclined, you can think of it as a way of just reprogramming your brain and your habits um, to look for things that are going to benefit you rather than hinder you.
0: That's great. Are there particular, like, I have a daily vow practice. So when I wake up every day, I write down my vows for my personal life and for my business. Um, is there a particular type of intentional intention-setting practice you encourage people to do, like intention-setting ceremonies in a way, which I've done in the past, um, or a daily vow practice, something like that?
1: Yeah, and it really depends on the person. Um, so some people like a structure and a routine. So, we make sure that they have a certain place that they go to um, that's their sacred zone or their special place, or at least away from their business and their family and everything, where they can really just have a moment to themselves. And there are vows. um, It sounds similar actually to what you're doing. That's one option. Um, I'm a big fan of gratitude and the healing power that gratitude possesses, too. So, I work with people to incorporate more gratitude into their lives, especially during difficult times. One thing you mentioned, too, was fitness. As far as fitness is concerned, physical benefits aside, I I think whenever somebody needs inner strength or clarity or they're making a big shift in their business or career or they need more confidence or spiritual attunement, I'm a huge fan of um, a great diet and fitness routine. I think, hands down, it's the most straightforward, tried-and-tested, base-level way to get somebody on track. When you are eating properly and healthily and you're moving your body and getting fresh air and good exercise, you're sleeping better, you're more vibrant, you're stronger, you're more motivated, and most importantly, you're ready to stop planning and start taking action and it's easier. So um, I really do encourage a healthy diet and exercise routine into that mindful prayer meditation mix as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's really important. Um... I'm curious, uh, you know, we all know that fitness is important. I mean, this is sort of not new information at all. You know, fitness is such an important thing for people to do. And we hear all the statistics about people being overweight and obesity and childhood obesity. And yet it seems like um, again and again people are engaging in these fitness programs and they, they aren't working. You know, either they lose some weight and they gain it back. Um, so, I mean, what have you seen works for people in really making that shift to living a healthier lifestyle? Because it's just such a—it's a tough struggle for a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. Um, what well, has to come from inside. It really does. It can't be something that myself or a trainer or anyone else superimposes upon a person. That that sincere desire and passion and urge and need to change. Need to come from inside the person. So um, there's things that you know we can do to help uh, act as a catalyst to help uh, you know ignite something inside an individual. But that person really needs to be at a point where they they see the importance and realize the importance of getting healthy. Um, and hopefully it's just subtle indicators, um, and it doesn't take something extreme. Um, but for a lot of people, it, it takes. Um, a kick in the butt um, and a lot of discipline too. And I think it's making, um, it's getting the ball rolling that I think is hard for a lot of people because once you really get the ball rolling and you, you can almost make a 180 degree shift from eating really unhealthily and not recognizing like good, real whole foods as food um, to being completely the opposite and to looking at things that you may have eaten in the past, and you don't even recognize those as food anymore um, because they're so artificial. But it takes getting that ball rolling and getting into that new swing of things until you're ready to make that shift. So I don't know if I could really pinpoint um, like a secret or a magic formula for what it is that keeps people on track other than a little bit of elbow grease. You have to believe that you can do it. Um, And you have to feel the necessity for doing it, whether it's for yourself, for health's sake, whether it's so that um, your sex life is better, whether it's so that you have more energy for your business, for your kids, whatever it is, there needs to be some kind of emotional or meaningful um, progress attached to it so that you're really motivated from inside. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I've 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 read a lot of interesting studies recently um, about how um, really working on changing the way people deal with their habits and um, how looking at habits or the habitual mind or the way people think about food and exercise really affects how successful they are when it comes to, to dieting or making any sort of lifelong transformation. There's a tendency to um, want to change sort of all the external rules without really dealing with, what, with the internal problems. Um, and it sounds like what you're doing with, with your business and your coaching is really looking a lot of those internal problems, not just sort of changing the external dynamics of let's get you running and let's, you know, that has an internal effect, but also looking at what are the causes of why you've gained weight or why you're having problems in a relationship. Is that, is that right?
1: Yeah, I, that is one of, my, um, one of my philosophies and goals is to work from the inside out and the outside in. So um, I completely agree with what you said.
0: Great, great. Um, you know, a question that I, I just ask everyone I have actually as part of my vows um, that I write every day is I ask the question, how can people transform their lives in a lasting way? And I kind of I kind of asked a little bit about this earlier, but it really is the the fundamental question for me. And I've made a vow to be of deep and fundamental service, and I write that vow every day. And um, for me right now, that's trying to help people transform their lives, and I, I'm doing it through the tools of mindfulness and fitness, which I think are just two. Amazing, um, amazing modalities that can help people in so many different ways. And I'm just kind of curious, from your wisdom and your experience, how can people really make that that lifelong transformation? What are the factors that make it possible?
1: Sure. Um, well, first of all, that's that's a very noble vow you set for yourself every morning. So um, I love that. I really love that. Thank you. Um, and part of my response is what I said. Uh, kind of in response to um, changing a fitness or a diet routine and making it stick is that it really does need to come from inside, um, and I think one of the responsibilities of a life coach is to help make clear somebody's deep-rooted values—not um, their values from how they were brought up necessarily, not even their values from five years ago—but what really is is driving this person. What makes this person feel like themselves? What does this person really want to become and do and have in this lifetime? Because we need to make sure that everything you're planning to do in this lifetime is supported by those deep-rooted values and desires. That way you'll never lose steam because all of your projects and goals and your life's work becomes a part of who you are, and it is a part of who you are. So it's part of your purpose for being here. Um, And losing that steam and that fizzle and that passion, I think, is what stops people from creating long-lasting transformation. And so as long as um, what you're doing is an essential part of who you are, you're never going to stop. You know, it's you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's setting that intention and sort of, in a way, my experience, it's been letting go of what the outcome looks like. So knowing that this is what I want to do and it may not look how I think it's going to look. And when I focus on that intention, then it all kind of works out, but just in a mysterious way that I often don't understand.
1: I think that's beautifully stated. It's, um, and we're actually, I'm, I'm teaching the Bhagavad Gita right now, and you're reminding me of uh, the discussion between Krishna and Arjuna about letting go of the, um, the fruit of your labor, or just you know making sure you, you do what you can do, and you've set that pure intention, and you're living out your Dharma, And then anything that happens beyond that, like you said, it's a mystery. But um, it all kind of tends to work out in beautiful and unexpected ways sometimes.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. Um, I guess just, you know, the last thing I would ask is, um, what's one practice or one tool that um, my readers could use today or this week to get started on that process? What's a simple thing um, that you recommend to, to, you know, just kind of look at your life and see where those values are. Are there any things, any introductory um, practices or things that you might think might be helpful?
1: Sure. And I will bring it back to the little article I wrote for Shambhala Sun um, about letting go. Because I think a big part of moving forward is uh, letting go of some of the things that are no longer serving you, some of the beliefs you might have about yourself that are not necessarily true anymore or that are holding you back. And there was uh, a ritual because you mentioned rituals. A ritual I went through myself, and it's helped a lot of the people who I've shared it with. So I hope that it's able to help uh, your readers. And um, you can you can tweak this to your own your own liking and your own style. But it begins with sitting down when you're in a calm, safe mind when you're feeling very honest with yourself. Maybe make yourself a cup of tea or a glass of whiskey for those of you who drink. And get yourself relaxed, come up with a list of everything you want to release or let go of about yourself. You might want to let go of the belief that um, you're not funny enough. Um, You might want to let go of the thought that if you make a lot of money, you're a bad person. Anything that's holding you back from moving forward. You may need to let go of a past relationship um, that's preventing you from moving on in a current relationship. Um, you may need to let go of dishonesty, distrust, the list goes on, but make this list and look at it. Keep it with you. It might take you months before you're ready to really let go of these things. It could take you a year, but by putting it in print and acknowledging it, you're taking a huge step forward. And then, when you're ready to really say goodbye to these things, um, roll it up, put it in a bottle, set it to sale at sea, burn it put it through a shed, uh, shredder, bury it in your backyard, um, or keep it tucked away in a little memory box, whatever best serves you, but get rid of it. And if you'd like uh, a kind of a positive side by side activity that goes along with that, for everything that you're releasing, you can come up with a, a positive affirmation or something that's going to fill that space instead. So if you write down, I let go of the thought that I am not um, I'm not uh, outgoing enough to be a leader in my company. You may want to replace that with the thought that um, I'm completely confident and vibrant as a leader and people trust me, uh, something of that nature. And um, and let those be your vows, your morning intentions, or your reminders to yourself. So uh, the bottom line here is first, let's, let's start by releasing and getting rid of some of the things that um, are maybe taking up space where some of the more the productive and positive and light-filled things could be um, filling us up instead.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great exercise. So um, thank you so much for sharing with that, sharing us uh, that with us. Uh, so this has uh, been uh, Jacqueline Costello. Um, she's a writer, life coach, and professor at UNLV. And you should go check out her website, which is EnlightenedLifeCoach.com. And I just wanted to thank you again so much for coming in and talking to me today, Jacqueline. And um, Hope to keep in touch with you and and keep track of what you're doing. It sounds like you're doing a lot of really great work.
1: Oh, yourself as well. Thank you very much again.
0: Sure. Thank you so much.